Welcome to the Media Books Podcast, the only place on the internet where creative accounting isn't a bad thing. Owning a virtual firm today means having a professional and modern online presence, and in this podcast, we talk about how to do just that. My name is Kristen Corey, and I'm the owner of Media Books, a media agency that provides creativity exclusively to accounting firms. And if you're an accounting firm owner, you're in the right place. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Media Books Podcast. In this podcast episode, I am going to be talking about how living abroad has made me a better business owner. Now, this is actually part two of a two-part series. I recommend going and checking out part one, episode 64, uh, where you can learn just a little bit about uh, kind of where I'm living, why I'm living here. I mean, in short, my husband's in the military and we're stationed in Japan and it snows a lot. Um, But in that episode, I talked about communication, how important that is, how much I've learned about that, living abroad, and then also trying to talk with locals, family and friends, things like that. But in this episode, I'm going to be talking about setting boundaries. I feel like boundaries is becoming a little bit of like a trendy buzzword. So (laughs) I, I hate to use it, but like really that's what it is. Um, Kind of setting rules, standards for yourself, helping yourself become more productive, whatever you want to call it. Um, There's just some boundaries that I have set or have kind of been forced to set living abroad that has actually made me a better business owner. And really the top one is something that I learned as soon as I got here. Now, prior to moving abroad, I lived in Texas during the entire time that Um, really, we were kind of running media books. And being in the center of the US, it's really nice because I can meet with people on the East Coast, West Coast, and there's not really too many strange hour meetings. Um, So kind of to accommodate people and being a, you know, just from the beginning, being a new business owner, I wanted to be as accommodating as possible. And so I would open up my calendar and whenever there was a free slot, I made it bookable. I wanted to be there for my clients. I wanted to be there for anyone that wanted to schedule a consultation. And so I didn't really have boundaries around certain days I took meetings or certain times. And I thought that sort of flexibility was something that everyone would appreciate. Um, And so that's kind of how I always ran my my calendar. Now, (laughs) moving abroad, um, that had to change. And it had to change for multiple reasons. Um, Japan, we are gosh, I think like 12 hours ahead or something. We're, we're pretty far ahead, at least from the East Coast. Um, and so that made it extremely difficult to find times where I can meet and my clients can meet and just people, consultations, partners, coworkers, where I could set up meetings. And so I, my solution was, okay, I either need to wake up early or stay up late. I chose wake up early. I figured, you know, eat your, what is it? Eat your frogs first thing in the morning. We'll get it done. And uh, really my, at first I started um, when I first moved here, trying to keep that sort of same um, convenience to my clients. I would allow meetings as early as 4.30 AM. Well, it was Tuesday through Friday um, because 4.30 AM on Monday is Sunday for you guys. And I figured no one would want to meet on Sundays anyways. So I was taking meetings Tuesday through Friday, starting at 4.30 in the morning. And it wasn't just that, oh, like I wake up at 4.30. No, I'd wake up a little bit before that, usually about an hour before that, to 
get ready because I didn't want to just roll out of bed and like show up on Zoom clearly exhausted. That lasted for about two to three months before I realized I am so tired. I am so burnt out. I'm not able to sort of maintain this lifestyle and like so much as eat dinner with my husband at night because I needed to hurry up and go to bed so I could wake up and, you know, wake up at 3.45 for a 4.30 meeting and then be in, you know, meetings for a few hours. Um, And so I thought, okay, well, what are my options? Um, I could push meetings back, which 4.30 for me, 4.30 a.m. for me is about, oh, like I think it's 3.30 p.m. East, East Coast time. And so I didn't want to push it back too much. So right now I take meetings as early as 5.30 in the morning, which is still pretty early. Um, but it's 4.30 for those on the East Coast. And so that is kind of how I try to accommodate my East Coast clients. And then also I only take meetings two days a week. And this really made me nervous. This was like a really big move because I'm like thinking, oh gosh, I'm I'm closing off my calendar. I'm closing off my availability. I'm going to get emails left and right about people not being able to find a time or being able to book with me. Um, that never happened. I have had this calendar for over a year. I have two days a week that I accept meetings. I offer them as early as 5.30 in the morning and I do it for, I think, like four or five hours. I don't offer them too late because I don't want people to think I don't want people to think I'm weird, but as soon as they hear Japan, like they usually know. Um, And so I offer meetings from about 4.30 to 9.30 East Coast time. And really the surprising thing for me is not only do I have so much more energy and creative energy and I can sort of block my days off, um, but the thing is no one really fought back. I think there's kind of like this expectation that like if we close ourselves off or we set boundaries, there's immediately going to be pushback. Um, and that never happened. And and I realized that sort of having these standards or saying, this is what I do, this is what I don't do, it actually made me look, made our, our agency look more professional. Because I was able to say, no, these are our standards. This is how we do things. I was able to be a leader in the conversation. And that's the thing, is that when people hire you, they're expecting you to sort of lead and and headline this conversation. And if you're sort of coming into it being like, yeah, whatever you need, I'll meet with you at any time of the day or night, any, you know, and we'll, we'll do whatever services you want and anything under the sun and you have no scope, then it almost is like you're an employee in the relationship and they're actually guiding you on how to manage projects and, and how to handle things like, you know, financial statements that maybe don't make sense to them, but you think the chart of accounts needs to be set up a certain way and they want to have a, a an account for every single client that they have, but you realize it's that's probably not the right way to do things. You start to lose control of the project. You start to have the lines blurred as far as who is sort of controlling and advising here. It starts from the administrative part. You know, it seems like maybe it's not as important and when it comes to the more technical stuff, that's where we'll step in and be more vocal. But really from the very beginning, you are the one that needs to be setting the pace for meetings, expectations, communication, all those things. And so really focus on how can you set boundaries to provide a better service? Because here's the thing, now that I'm able to get sleep, I can provide a better service to my clients. And I've extended this in a few other ways. I don't email on the weekends. I'm very intentional about not sending my clients emails on the weekends. Every once in a while, I accidentally get too excited and hit the send button. But clients, partners, um, you know, my my staff, 
I do not email them on the weekends because I don't expect them to work on the weekends and I don't want that expectation put on me either. And so setting these boundaries for yourself, really what you're going to find is that not only does it make you happier and just want to go to work more, but it's also going to improve your customer experience. Hey guys, thanks for checking out another episode of the Media Books Podcast. I know sometimes we have a lot of conversations about how to improve the customer experience, but with the end of the year coming up, it is actually an excellent time to simply ask your customers what they think about working with you. Send out a client survey, say it's the end of the year wrap up, and then take that feedback seriously and figure out ways to make changes for next year.